I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. Where are we, Maddie? And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men. And we're watching Wolverine and the X-Men. I don't, we didn't expect this episode to be good. And we were right, unfortunately. Welcome to Logan, the animated movie series. No, not Logan, the Wolverine. Sorry, I said the wrong movie. The Wolverine. Honestly, the Wolverine was better than this. The Wolverine was much better than this was. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures. Hello, welcome. I hope you enjoyed our theme song because I know that's where Maddie put it. Uh-huh. Um, and I just want to say that this is a cartoon episode about Wolverine, Silver Samurai nonsense, which has never historically done well in any of these animated series. So why would it work nope, now? It doesn't. I am curious if the anime is any better because I've not seen the Wolverine anime. And I'm I hoping- wonder if they include all of these Japanese characters in the anime. And how they handle them. Yes, they are all listed on the Wikipedia. But since it's actually made in Japan, it's probably better. Or even worse. We'll see. (laughs) I guess we'll see. But anyway, so Maddie and I were very confused about this because this is... There's a lot of parts of this episode where it seems like the the team tried. The team tried to do what they could with the fact that they had to do this Mm storyline. But mostly, it just kind of reminds me of the videos that we made in high school where we had just watched anime and then we ran outside with those fake swords and would just do these dramatic poses that look like from anime. And that's what this whole episode is. And it's not great to watch, but kind of funny from that lens. If I'm like, it's just us and our friends. It is. It's like, this is the show that you make when Adult Swim is airing Inuyasha. Yeah. And you know that that's really popular. And so you're like, we're going to make an anime episode of Wolverine and the X-Men where he's fighting all these Japanese people and he's a ninja and a samurai at the same time. I don't know. Those two things are essentially presented as the same. There's like a lot of problems with the story. Yeah. This story doesn't make any sense, by the way. Because like, there's going to be a whole sequence here where ninjas show up and take out all the X-Men, including Storm. And I'm just like, don't believe that. Don't don't believe that at all. I'm sorry. I don't believe that at all. But that's not even the part that I don't understand or believe. It is presented as though Mariko, Logan's old ex-girlfriend from Japan, doesn't know that Logan has a healing factor and that he can survive anything and that he can't die. She doesn't seem to know that. And if that's the case, why didn't he tell her, tell her that? Why didn't he tell her that? Oh my God. She knows he has a mutant power. She knows he has adamantium inside his body, but it doesn't occur to her how he could be doing that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, it, ge- it genuinely, I don't know. She, the fact I, I, that I mean, Logan can't die is not even in this episode at all. It's as though 
even Logan himself has forgotten that because the fact that right. there is this fight to the death between him and the Silver Samurai keeps coming back. And I'm like, they can't fight to the death. It's not a fair fight. <laughs> he can't be killed. Like, what the fuck is I, happening right now? They didn't even fight to the death. Like, they didn't even get that far into whatever fight they had either time. Yeah, because Logan keeps winning repeatedly and then not wanting to kill Harada and being like, Harada, let's not fucking do this. I don't want to kill you. And Harada's like, no. Let's fight again, and this time to the death. And it's like, okay, so Logan doesn't want to kill him, and also Logan himself can't be killed. So there's actually no stakes to this fight that we have to watch six separate times. <laughs> it's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. I mean, it's like, here's the thing. I think I, I would love to hear from our listeners and see if they enjoyed it or not, because I feel like some of our listeners probably were like, well, we liked all the, the sword fight there scenes. There were which, some again, good ones. I will say that. I liked some of the fight the animation. Okay, the animation is good in this. And I do, I, I the was story laughing about how so many problems. it just turns into straight up anime. But I think that was literally done on purpose to call back to anime that the, like the an animators homage. had grown up with. Like, I don't actually think that's part of the problem of this, no, of this episode. I think part of the problem is that it's this story has no stakes like you said and also makes no sense and it it just again feels like we're killing time it feels like we're killing time like all the x-men get kidnapped by ninjas that's fucking stupid that would never happen but the only reason that happens in the first place is so that the entire episode can be about wolverine again and it's like yeah this is so boring i don't care about any of these people well immediately previously on the x-men nothing 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 is really there's literally this has absolutely Nothing related to any other episode. Nope. And in fact, there is no previously in the accent on this episode. Nope. It just opens straight up. And I'm like, oh, dear God, it's going to be the full 22 minutes without <laughs> this in here. And I'm like, what did they put in here? And as it turns Nothing. out, they put in extra sword fight scenes. And it's extra like kind of crazy. <laughs> There's so much smell of vision Listen, in this. The first half of this episode is tolerable to watch because Rogue is there. And then they take her out of the picture. And I just wanted to be like, why do we have to watch this? It is so boring without Rogue here because Rogue is the perspective of the audience. Mm-hmm. And then they take her away. And it's like, no, she needed to stay <laughs> because like now we got nothing yep. except for Logan. There's like a whole scene where Logan cries for 20 minutes about his whole past. And I was like, dear Lord. All right. So anyway, so as Maddie said, Logan comes home to the X mansion. He's got smellow vision. I slacked Maddie immediately. I was like, we're back to the smellow vision. Honestly, thank you for saying that because even when I watched it, even though you had told me smellow vision was back, I still took a minute of being confused and being like, wait, is Bobby a ghost? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> yes, happening? Yes, he's a ghost. He's coming to haunt people behind the grave. He's like, ooh, look at I'm spooky and there's white stuff coming out of me. <laughs> anyway, um... So <laughs> no, oh it's God. he's not a ghost. Logan sees Bobby as a ghost because he's seeing Bobby in smell vision So the whole mansion is empty. Almost. Almost completely empty. First of all, Bobby would die and become a ghost specifically so he could prank people. That is the Iceman that I yep. know. Secondly, this smell vision not only is something him like smelling as if like a dog smells something, right? And they're like, okay, I can smell that another dog or a person has been here. Mm-hmm. But that's how his powers are supposed to work. In this, he gets to like smell out memories of the past and like see full pictures. Yeah, full, perfect memories. Like he not only sees like, oh, Bobby was here and there's some water on the ground from his ice melting. So Bobby was kidnapped. Like, that's fine. I don't need more than that. But he sees the full fight between Bobby and a ninja throwing shuriken at the ice wall that Bobby makes and then Bobby getting knocked out. Like, Logan sees every beat of the fight. And that's how it's going to go for the entire rest of this opening montage where Logan sees each individual X-Men and how they got kidnapped. 
And it's like, it's Why? like so much. Okay, honestly, here's the thing. I'm going to just do this to make it easier for ourselves, but this is not how smell-o-vision works. I think he smells it, and then this is Logan's projection in his mind of what he thinks happened based on that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually mean that's that's how it went down. Yeah. Does that make it sense? Does. It does, but I think it's actually ironically less interesting than if we had seen this scene in reality. You're right. So then the next scene immediately pisses me off because Emma's coming down the stairs and I don't know, a ninja star flies at her, knocks her out with like a smoke pellet and she falls to the ground. And I'm like, there's no way Emma Frost did not sense like 25 ninjas standing outside the mansion. And turn into diamond immediately. Right. Okay. But this is funny because like something, there's like a broken window and Logan goes over and sniffs it. He's like, seems like something happened here. Let me spill it to see if I'm right. I'm like, well, obviously Logan, nobody's here and the window's broken. You don't need to sniff it to know. (laughs) But then then he sniffs out Beast getting attacked. And I feel like this is the only one that makes sense because Beast just blatantly wasn't paying attention because he's in the kitchen. He's like literally in the kitchen with beakers and buns. It's like doing some shit there. Yeah, he's like has a lab coat on and he's doing some type of experiment in the kitchen, which is actually hilarious. Do you like, character. Are you making pancakes? Like what are you doing? And that pisses Logan off. Then it shows that Kitty was also in the kitchen and they attack her. And she gets smoked out. But it doesn't make any sense because as far as we can tell, Kitty watched Beast get knocked out and then didn't phase through any of this. Yeah, it's completely unbelievable. Also, like Cyclops getting knocked out, he just walks in, takes off his glasses and starts shooting wildly. (laughs) And then a ninja jumps on him and kills him. And it's like, what are you doing, Scott? So then there's this awesome moment where he he sniffs out Aurora. Yeah. Okay, first of all, she breaks the window. She's the one who did it because she decides to shoot lightning through it. Like, she comes home, sees everything, and breaks through the window. Yeah, and then immediately is wiped out. And I was like, Which I don't even know how that happened. Okay, by the way... There's just a guy standing behind her and suddenly she's out? I'm like, what ha- What did he do? <laughs> they don't even show it. He did, like, it. the Vulcan death grip. We don't yeah, even know. Like, by the way, know. Kate Pride is a ninja in the comic books. She is a trained ninja. Yep. Right? So this that just kind of like was very insulting to me in a way where I was like, okay, but maybe this version of Kitty doesn't know that. Yeah, because she's younger here. So she hasn't learned all those things yet, I guess. But it's it's like literally no one uses their powers here. Like nobody, basically. I, I don't know why. And in the comic books, like this week, we were reminded literally that Kitty is a ninja because like this fight scene happens. She did this ninja move and they were like, oh shit, Kitty's a ninja, remember? And then I watched this immediately after I read that and it was so infuriating. I was like, why is this happening like this? And also, we don't even see Forge get taken out, but then later on, he's with the pile of people who are still asleep. I don't know what happens. They use these pellets on the X-Men and then they went to sleep for like three days. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. So eventually then what does happen? Who do we, who's left behind? Rogue is the one who's left behind, which by the way, how do they manage to tie up Rogue? That I don't, I don't believe either, you know, by the way. Just as an aside. makes no sense. And like, why is it they chose Rogue? It doesn't make Who any cares? sense. Who cares? I mean, they had to choose somebody to deliver the message to Logan, which is that like Harada's after you. Maybe they were like, Rogue's the only one who doesn't have a power that can set her free from the chair. Whereas I guess arguably any of the other characters could get out. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. This is the start of Rogue being like, everyone's been taken and one of them even knew you. He said he, if he doesn't fight you tomorrow at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern, that will never see any of the X-Men again, sugar. <laughs> and Logan's like, he sniffs Rogue and then sees a montage of Silver Samurai walking around the mansion. And I'm yep. just like, what? Oh, this note that I wrote here is great. It says, I'm two minutes in. I'm checking the timestamps to see if it's almost <laughs> over yet. 
It's also like, how come Logan didn't smell the silver samurai as soon as he walked in? He doesn't smell the silver samurai until after he frees Rogan, she says two lines, and then suddenly Logan's like, oh, I smell Harada. And it's like, this is so fucking stupid. But like, also, Logan walks into the X-Mansion and knows that ninjas has been there. There's been a bunch of ninjas, right? And he's like, I know these ninjas have been here. And the last thing he thinks about is like, oh, right, the silver (laughs) samurai. If you were Logan and you saw this happening and you have this past history, which he does actually remember, apparently. Mm -hmm. Apparently, for some reason, he remembers this with crystal clarity. I don't fucking know why. I don't know either. But also, it's like not clear to me in this show what he does and does not remember, which is not anything new. But like in this show, it seems to me that he remembers everything but not like his exes. <laughs> I mean, all he remembers is like a couple years ago, I dated Mariko, didn't tell her I had a healing factor, but did expect her to marry me. Like, oh okay, my God. dude, she barely knows you. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway. Okay, so we have the opening credits and we come back and Logan and Rogue are leaving the expansion. Rogue's like, what the fuck is going on, Logan? Who the fuck are these people? And Logan's like, we gotta go. And he turns on his motorcycle and she's like, go where? And then she turns the motorcycle off, which I loved because then she's like, will you fucking explain this shit? And Logan just goes, a woman. And Rogue's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you serious? She's like, this is over a woman? And then she's like, why am I surprised? I shouldn't be surprised by this. Of course, it's a fucking ex again. And Logan is like, time for a flashback to Japan a few years ago. Come with me. Oh my God, my memories. And then immediately we go into an anime. It's the fucking opening of Sailor Moon. Mariko's (laughs) there in front of the moon. No, it's like every classic anime opening where like the moon is there and... Silver Samurai and Logan are fighting with swords in front of the moon. There's like leaves blowing past them dramatically. Mariko's standing there like with her hands in prayer around a necklace while the breeze blows through her hair. She's not going to have any lines and she's not going to have any agency for at least several scenes here where she's just like, you know, oh oh no, oh my, oh no, Harada, Logan-san. It's so, it's, Todd, I hate it. It's sexist, it's racist, I don't like it. We gotta let Todd know to watch this episode because I feel like he will lose his mind and like, (laughs) and we like punishing Todd. It's, I know, it's not punishing him. It's just that we get the best reactions when he comes into Slack and he's like, what the fuck? And I was, so we love Todd here. Here's Logan's little monologue. Um, he goes, "Her day." You wrote Mariko. it down. I just I did. okay. I just wrote down that he quickly summarized the Wolverine movie, and that's all we need to know. Uh, it's like a worse version of it. So he goes, "Her name was Mariko. She meant a lot to me." But her father wanted her to marry a guy named Harada. I don't believe you wrote this down. He was Japanese nobility and a member of the criminal Yakuza. I was Gaijin, an outsider. He wanted to fight me for Mariko, and I accepted. And Mariko just fucking stands there. Just stands also, there. Also, I'm just going to let you know that Wolverine's line delivery, Stephen Bloom went full on back into when he was like doing anime. Like yep. the way he delivers line matches, the way he delivers lines here matches the way that the mouse would move in an anime. And I was like, what's happening? Why are we doing It's this? very formal sounding. <laughs> like suddenly Logan is, is talking very formally in a way that he would never talk before. Um, so also we learned that Harada is a mutant and that he can supercharge his sword. And, and Splinter's here. Yeah. 
Which, um, and that, honestly, Splinter does show up later, jokes aside. And he like does. Harada is basically Shredder. There's a giant rat and he's like, hey. He's like, hey, Logan, <laughs> I got to teach you how to fight. The ninjas are just the Ninja Turtles that keep attacking them over and over again. And Rogue touches one. She's like, now I got turtle powers. Turtle power. But I want pizza really <laughs> bad. <laughs> so anyway, Logan fights Harada and beats him. And yes. so Harada's lying on the ground and his throat is exposed and Logan puts his blade to the guy's throat and Logan is like, yield. And Mariko gasps dramatically in the background. She's doing that the whole time. Yeah, and then finally, finally, she has some lines where she walks up and she's like, Logan-san, it's over. Please leave now. And Harada just screams Mariko. And Logan is like, I was doing all this for you. And Mariko is like, and now for me, you will leave. And then she helps her out of stand up and the two of them walk away together, even though Logan beat Harada in combat and could have killed him because it was supposed to be to the death. And he chose not to kill him. And later on in the episode, Mariko's like, I'm glad you didn't kill him because if you had, I would have hated you. And I'm like, Mariko, this is the man who's been abusing you for like 60 years. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I don't, I, her, okay, the portrayal of her character crazy. is so upsetting to me. Like... She can't save herself. She doesn't want anyone else to save her. She's like, I just want to suffer for the rest of my life. I'm sorry. I'm already moving ahead to the end of the episode, but I'm so upset by this episode in terms of like how Mariko is portrayed is just like, she's not like this in the comics. You're 100% right. And also Mariko says that they need to leave forever. Yes. She's like, Logan, I never want to speak to you again. I'm marrying my abusive husband because it's honorable. Goodbye. And Logan is like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, we... and there's actually this pretty funny shot. I mean, not that it's supposed to be funny, but there is this funny shot where Logan like raises his eyebrows like into the sun. Like, are you shitting me right now? Like as Mariko's walking away and I'm like, yeah, Logan, I'm kind of on the same side as you. Then he walks over to a cliff looking into the sun and it's like, Da, 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 da. the credits start rolling yeah, and it's like playing the music honestly it would have been kind of funny to me if they had done like an anime parody opening here but they don't it's just the normal opening you know what's so funny is that we this whole anime homage i actually did end up stopping the episode and opening up disney plus to watch the first minute of the x-men anime, X-Men to, anime? See if it yeah. was, to be like i'm like is it similar to this and i'm like oh wait no it's way better <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, this episode is not good. No, it's not. And so now we're outside of the Japanese embassy of Bayville, I guess. But Rogue points out that this whole story that Logan told her doesn't make any sense. She's like, yeah, that shit doesn't make any sense. You're seriously just going to sneak into the Japanese embassy? And Logan's like, he thinks he's safe in here, but he's wrong. And Logan's actually not wrong. He is hiding out here. I don't why? know why. Because Rogue points out she's like, why the fuck did he kidnap all the X-Men, Logan. Like, why did he already got the girl? Like, why is he even challenging you right now? And Logan's okay, like, he's that's, that's always so wanted funny. to fight me because he's obsessed with me. And Rogue is like, this is fucking stupid, dude. No, like, Rogue's like, this just sounds gay. This sounds like he, if he got the girl, but like, for some reason, he still wants you. That sounds like he wants to have sex you. with you. Even at the end, Harada is like, I don't even like Mariko or girls. I just wanted to fight you. It's like, he has a line about that. I was like, what is happening right now? What is this? Oh my God. Well, first we have a commercial break in which we learn about the new board game, Don't Wake Xavier, uh, (laughs) where the X-Men are sneaking around the X-Mansion to get snacks and don't want to wake Xavier or else he'll like mind wipe them. But it's way easy to wake him up because he can like sense all of them, even in his dreams. And he also wants to kill them. And like when he wakes up, he screams mutant alarm. There's also another version of this game that's just actually called Don't Wake Daddy featuring Logan sneaking around 
around the Weapon X facility and try not to wake up his daddy Sabretooth. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway, good commercials. Uh, I bought the game already. Coming back. <laughs> so then we go back to the Japanese embassy where Rogue is running after Logan, who is like shushing her constantly and sniffing the air and just being like so overdramatic. And at one point he goes, we're near the kitchen. And I was just like, Logan, shut the fuck up. Like he smells. He he's smells smelling. He's like, kitchen. I smell food. I'm kind of hungry right now, but also I smell this tea that Mariko made that was really good. And Rogue is like, what about the fucking X-Men? Do you sense them at all? Yeah. And Logan is like, no, but I sense the tea. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) it was so much. Meanwhile, Rogue closes one curtain, but not any of the others are sneaking by, which I thought was really funny. I was like, Rogue, I don't know what you thought you were doing here. Let me just close one curtain and now nobody can see me naked in here and like all the other windows are open yeah it's also like the entire embassy is completely empty aside from mariko in one room drinking a glass of tea like that's it that's so they finally normal uh, <laughs> i know like where's all the people who work here but also whatever. rogue does say again she goes again what the fuck are you talking about like she does yeah. ask again and he yeah, doesn't she answer. says that repeatedly and she never really gets an answer Throughout the entire yeah. episode, like at the end of the episode, Rogue turns to the camera. She's like, what the fuck was that? I guess we'll get back to the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, Logan. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that happened, honestly, because that's about what it is. She's like, what the fuck was this episode? What the fuck was this about this time, Logan? Like, what the fuck was all, all that? of us were asleep for most of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they all wake up and Logan's like, there were ninjas here. And my ex-girlfriend is going back to her samurai husband. And they're just like. Did he have a dream? Like, we were all asleep. What happened? Yeah, like, they don't remember anything, and they're just like, moving on! Back to fighting the MRD, which is the real problem in our lives, and not this fucking bullshit. Oh, my God. Rogue, by the way, doesn't look amused at all. She crosses her arms, and she looks so annoyed. She's very annoyed, and so am I. So that's why Rogue is the audience stand-in in this episode, because I'm as annoyed as she is. And then they get rid of her. But anyway, we're not even there yet. First, we have to have Logan see Mariko again, and Mariko's like, you promised you would never see me again, and it's like, like, well, yeah, you came all the way to America. You missed the part where Mariko dropped the teacup in surprise and Logan caught it magically and handed it back to her romantically. <laughs> you missed that scene, Ryan. That's how they No, meet. I didn't miss it. I just ignored it. <laughs> anyway. Didn't give a shit. And she's like, you promised you would go away forever. And Logan's like, that was before your husband kidnapped all my friends. Mariko, talk to me. Why is he doing this? And she's okay, like, like oh, it's funny that like Mariko's like, you said you wouldn't come see me, but like, I know my husband's killing all your friends to come and see you. And it's like, well, Mariko, what did you think was going to happen? She's just depicted as fucking stupid, which is one of the many things I hate about this. Like, she's just like, I'm so stupid <laughs> and I love being abused. I hope it happens to me forever. And Logan is like, what? Why? And she's like, I can't explain it. It's it's a thing that you would never understand. Yeah, Rogue walks in and she's like, I can't explain anything's happening right now. By the way, Rogue, Rogue is listening to this, which is important. She is. She is, which is actually very funny because later she's just like, Logan, none of that made any fucking sense. And he's like, why were you <laughs> listening in? And she's like, because the episode doesn't work and somebody has to point it out. <laughs> and, Ro- and Rogue's also stay there and be like, and also we're still trying to find the X-Men. Like, have you forgotten? Anyway. Yeah. So Marika says something about like how uh, her husband so she, wants- I wrote this down. She's like, my husband is vying for the leadership of the Yakuza clan, but they have a very strict code of honor. And Logan's like, why am I involved? And she's like, he must wipe his past clean of all failure. He has never been beaten. And Logan's like, except by me. 
So basically, he needs to, like, go back and beat Logan fair and square in order to prove that he was capable of doing that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, this is when Rogue's listening. They and talk then, for another five minutes, and it's... And it's, Mar- it's Marco being like, Logan, please don't face my husband in battle. Because she's worried that either Harad is going to die or Logan's going to die. Because, again, she thinks... She thinks Logan would even kill her husband, which he won't do. And she also thinks Logan can die, which he won't do. She basically tells him to go to one of those docks in Batman the Animated Yeah, there's series. a docks She's like, again. the warehouse. I think it's the same warehouse as the one that Emmerd was using. Who even knows? It might yeah, be the now, same animation. Yeah, now briefly, Harad is using it. He's like, hey guys, can I borrow this? Because you're not really in this episode. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go put a soccer on the front door. Yeah, the Emmerd not and, here right uh, now. And you're fine. When Logan comes out, that's when Rogue's like, I was listening to the whole thing. And Logan's like, well, why? And Rogue's like, because you don't fucking tell me what's happening as usual <laughs> this is like culminating everything that rogue has been saying throughout the series where she's yes. like logan keeps leaving Logan's logan keeps not leaving here. logan isn't a good leader he doesn't fucking be there for anybody but also screams anything. at everybody else that they have to be here and in their costumes constantly but he doesn't actually do any work he's just crying on xavier's coffin constantly <laughs> and like talking about 16 x's nobody's ever heard of but also he doesn't loop us in and tell us that he actually needs help emotionally or physically like it's just the list goes on and on like this is the worst logan has behaved in so many ways like he he isn't yeah. actually cluing anybody into any of this shit and everybody got kidnapped and it's his fault kind of i don't know whatever it's not really his fault i'm just mad i know you should be mad <laughs> I, I guess i shouldn't blame logan for this rogue's mad you can be rogue you can be rogue in this scenario and be like i'm so annoyed so they leave and then suddenly this episode takes a dark turn in which marco and Harada are in the same room together, right? Yeah, Harada was secretly in the background, by the way, listening to the whole conversation. Yeah. Logan, Logan didn't smell him. Yeah, Logan didn't smell him, and he bursts into the room and is like, it's me, Harada. You betrayed <laughs> me, and now I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, he actually like, he raises his, his hand, hand to, hair, to hit her. And she, like, and she gets ready to take the hit. And I'm yeah. like, this is like really intense for a children's show all of a sudden. Especially because, again, the episode ends with her staying with him. Like, mm. really? Well, I mean, I, I've i been in an abusive relationship once in my life, and you do spend more time with them. I'm not saying it's not realistic, Ryan. I'm saying this is a, a show where they shouldn't be including that message. Like, they okay. should have her leave at the end or something, because I don't like that. I don't like that they have this, this right. passive Asian female character who's like, I'll just stay in this abusive relationship because it's what I have to do. Like, that's... I don't know, man. I don't like that. I, well, no, I, I I think you're right that the overall message at the end should have been like, leave if somebody's abusing you, but they didn't do that. Or Harada should have died because like, I know Logan didn't want to kill him, but somebody should have. They can't kill people on this cartoon, apparently. Well, they could have had him fall in a pit or something. I don't know. Yeah, a pit, a pit of death. And they're like, he just fell on the death snakes. Anyway, Harada's like, calling his friends to go to the warehouse. Yeah, he calls his friends on the phone and he's like, everybody go to the warehouse, which, okay. Marco's worried that Logan will kill him and it's like, whatever. And then we go to the warehouse, all the X-Men are sleeping. Logan dramatically (laughs) cuts an X through the wall and busts through it. Then we get a very long ninja fight scene. Why were the X-Men passed out for this long? I really don't understand. And so then Logan tells Rogue to leave and she just stares at him. He's like, I mean it, Rogue. These guys are highly trained assassins. And she just says, good. And then just steals their memories. And <laughs> then she amazing, turns like, actually. check it out. I just learned ninjutsu or whatever. She says Bushido or something. Yeah, she says Bushido. I mean, she learns yeah. ninjutsu too because she sucks everybody's powers in and then she's kicking ass <laughs> with two katanas and like doing a thousand crane kicks and like okay. fighting in slow-mo. I- 
was so mad when she eventually gets wiped out at the end of the scene because she's doing significantly better than Logan. Because Logan is literally tripping and falling down in the background. And it's sort of explained later where Logan is like crying at Xavier and being like, I don't really remember how to fight with a katana anymore because it's been <laughs> so long. And meanwhile, Rogue is like, I'm better at this than you because I have the ability to learn shit really quickly. But, but this animation sequence is so Matrix Reloaded, by the way. It it's is. like this crazy it's so fight scene. so Matrix Reloaded. Like it feels it like is. they watched that and then they were like, okay, shot for shot, recreate which is fine i mean i enjoyed watching that piece of it i thought it was really cool i liked the animation that rogue was going through and i wanted to watch more of that on this episode and was really disappointed that moments later that's going to go away but there is a moment where logan's trying to fight like a ninja and like can't do it and rogue's (laughs) in the background fighting three and killing them and i'm just like logan you cannot be this bad there's no way Anyway, so then Rogue gets knocked out because a ninja star flies at her. And, it's, and she, goes, it's Silver she does slice it in half. Yeah, she slices it in half, but it doesn't matter because these these ninja stars have knockout gas in them. That's like what hit Emma Frost in the first scene. Right. Um, is like, these are special knockout shuriken, which fine, who gives a shit? Uh, whatever. Logan then screams, you call this honorable? And I was like, oh my God. And Harada is like, you insolent little bitch. And he like powers up his sword <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And so then... Then we introduce this new character who never gets named. It's just this Japanese guy. I don't know if he is Yakuza. I don't know if he's a member of a ninja clan. I don't know. But he's going to be the referee of the fight later. And he is the one who intervenes here and is like, stop. There's no honor in fighting a sedated opponent. Because like Logan, you know, he has his healing factor, but he's still getting hit with the knockout gas as well. So he's like on the ground, like weakened. Right. So Harada kind of is like, okay, tomorrow, 3 p.m. ET, we settle this. (laughs) And the other guy, the referee, the ninja referee, is like, it will be a battle between warriors, no mutant powers, only katanas. And I wrote, you two literally already did this. We watched them already do this fight. This exact same fight. No, we're gonna watch it again. I'm just saying, Ryan. What? Like they needed to not have that happen. Like they needed to to have Logan and and Harada like they not have to not have the next ten. We're just screaming at the same time because we're so annoyed. You know, it's like the next ten minutes of this episode is gonna be Logan sword fighting, and it's like it looks cool, but that's it. I'm uh, that's already what the previous ten minutes were, and they (laughs) weren't good. Like I mean, it was, they were better because at least Rogue was there, and now she's gone, and so Rogue's been taken out of the episode. Well, yeah, like she was the audience's way in. Like we don't have that now. Now we're just gonna have to watch Logan cry for a while. But first, we have a commercial break that's like Operation, but it's like Wolverine on the Weapon X Lab table. <laughs> Actually, I would love this game. It's you're like pulling oh out his God. little adamantium bones. How not done that probably because it would be horrifying and it's like why would we do this to Logan? I don't know they did one for Iron Man though so there, there's no reason why they can't well, do that's it that's like for... kind of a positive thing because Tony like wants the operation to fix his heart whereas Logan is like being tortured and kidnapped in order to get that operation against his consent so... it's like reverse operation and you have to put the bones in without hitting the sides <laughs> I don't know. Or, or we could do like a Warcraft Valley version where it's Gambit on the operating table and we're just pulling out all the items that Mr. Sinister stuck up his asshole. I don't know. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just Remy bending over being like, help me get all the butt plugs out. 
<laughs> that is the fan fiction that we write about the X-Men. Enjoy. Anyway, speaking of butt plugs, we're going to go see Xavier because <laughs> we come back from the commercial break and Logan's literally crying on the bed. And like, he's like, And he's like, Charles, I fucked up again. I don't really do anything. He's like, listen, Xavier, once I dated this woman and he, she was married to this man and like, we were going to fight to the death, but we didn't. And she went with him. And then I got captured by Weapon X and they made me do <gasps> things and they put adamantium in the bones and then Sabretooth showed up and like Xavier's like Jesus Christ shut the fuck up like I don't have time this and then Logan screams I'm not a samurai anymore yep. he literally says that Xavier is like how long is this gonna take because I'm trying not to die in the future and like whatever <laughs> he's like I have other shit I needed to do today <laughs> And he's like, so, okay, so Logan, you're out of practice. Luckily for you, I actually have been through all your memories that you yourself can't even get through, but like I've done it. So I have this memory of Splinter training you. So I'm going to bring him back in and like, he's going to train you again. And Logan is like, oh my God, it's Splinter, my old sensei. He doesn't have a name, so we may as well call him Splinter. You know. And Xavier's like, great, peace. I'm going to let you guys fight on the astral plane. I've like got a couple things I got to do, but I'll be back in a sec. Yeah, it's really funny, actually. It's funny that you said that was Splinter because I thought it was Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid because that is the vibe that we have here. It may as well be Mr. Miyagi. It's like this is the character type that we have is just sort of this like stock trope of like the sensei, like the elderly Japanese man who's like really insulting, but like in a funny way where he's like, Oh, you stupid white boy. You're never going to be a real samurai, but I guess you'll be okay. I was actually like audibly laughing at this scene because it was so over the top. And it goes, they like literally sword fight across this temple for like 10 minutes. And then I don't know what happens. Like, I don't even, I wasn't really watching. I was looking at something else while it was happening. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. Um, So basically what happens in this montage, which is super long and honestly not that interesting to me. Sorry. Clearly. Um, Eventually Logan is improving slowly, but surely. And then eventually they bow to each other and sheathe their swords. And Xavier shows back up. He's like, hey, you done? And Splinter (laughs) is like, he's terrible, a disgrace, but it no longer revolts me to observe him. And Logan kind of laughs and he's like, yeah, as I remembered, that was his highest compliment. And Xavier's like, great, so you're done. Bye. <laughs> and and Xavier's like, now leave me the fuck alone. And then yeah. Logan's still crying on his bed. We cut to New York because uh, now it's like... Now it's the day of the duel. We have to do the duel. Okay, so they were like, we were to meet tomorrow, but apparently they meant like tomorrow at 3 a.m. because it's dark outside. It's always dark because it's fucking it samurai battles. So they have to fight in an alleyway in the dark. Logan shows up in his full samurai garb, which is just comical to me. It is comical. It's like, okay, you kept the fucking kimono. Okay, dude, whatever. And he's like, I'm not a samurai anymore, but I kept this kimono ready in case I had to be a samurai again. And I was like, uh... And also he kept his fucking katana. So he's got that still. Yeah, okay, it's not even the right katana in this movie. Like, okay, in this movie, in this TV show. It should be the katana that Mariko gives him in the comic books. It's just a random katana. Well, they don't have that backstory because Mariko doesn't actually do anything in this episode. She just stands there. No, but then Silver Samurai is like dramatically dragging his sword across the ground and screaming Logan's name. Mariko's like, please don't fight Logan. I don't want him to die. And then the Yakuza guy (laughs) just screams... No powers at the top of his lungs. And then they start fighting and Logan can't die. This whole sword fight reminded me so much of D2 when we had Rai and Lou fighting as Agent D masturbating with their swords and they were like making comments at each other. Well, this is the kind of thing we were parodying in that scene where the two of them are having like this overdramatic fight and it just devolves into them on the swing set in the playground trying to swing higher than each other, which is like our version of this same 
fight scene. Yeah. And then Harada screams on point. My wife wants to fuck you. And then when I kill you, I'm going to beat the shit out of her. I only married her so she could not marry you. And I was like, Jesus, dude, why? Why does he keep he keeps on bringing up that he's going to beat her scentless? And I'm like, this is getting to be a little too much. It is. And it's also like he doesn't even like her. He just wanted to spite Logan, which is like. Dude, you can just be gay. Like, you can just come out of the closet. Yeah, you guys could just date each other, but please don't because you're abusive and that is really terrible. And I don't think anybody should be with you at this point. Yeah, I honestly think this character should die, but this show doesn't think that because he survives this episode. But whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I liked the movie a lot more than this. Same. Um, This goes on for like a really long time. We just summarized all these scenes, but it really takes them about 10 minutes to get there. And then in a classic X-Men fashion, the way to destroy him is to knock off Harada's helmet. <laughs> And then Logan screams, yield. And then yep. Silver Samurai cuts Logan's sword in half. Because well, with his powers. That. So what happens here is Harada is once again beaten by Logan and he is about to die, but Logan doesn't want to kill him. So he's like, yield. He's basically asking him to surrender. Wait, hold on. Wait, he goes after Logan and then we go through this slow motion scene where it's just like Logan running in slow motion and jumping and Silver Samurai is jumping in slow motion and Mariko's crying in slow motion. And Sobbing. I was like, and like Logan basically makes this dramatic decision to die, quote unquote, where he's like, I'm not going to use my powers, even though Harada is breaking the rules and using his powers. I'm just going to stand here and die, yeah. which I'm like, that would be really honorable and cool if you could die but you can't. You can't. So this is just <laughs> stupid and you're just like making everybody traumatized, mainly Mariko here, by thinking she that you will die, but you won't die. So you actually have a huge advantage no matter what because you have a mutant power that you can't turn off. So anyway, then the referee, the Yakuza ninja referee, whatever we want to call him, throws his sword down at Harada and like pins him to the wall. Doesn't kill him, just pins him and is like, Okay, you guys broke the rules, so everything's over now. <laughs> this fight is forfeit. Harada violated the code of the samurai. Wait, hold on. I just realized that he broke the rules because he used his powers. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, did I did you really not, not understand that? that before. Oh, That's listen, hilarious. This episode is not well laid out it's not interesting as part of what it is it's not interesting enough to bother you know watching that's, it that's that's the fact is that i was getting distracted and like looking at my phone and checking the time repeatedly <laughs> well that's what happens he harada uses his powers logan doesn't use his powers and is like okay kill me and harada then is like taken out but not killed he's just like taken away by the Yakuza. The, yeah, well, yeah, then the Yakuza is like, hey, we'll return the X-Men tomorrow. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, you should return them like right the fuck now, honestly. I, I didn't even understand this. I was like, why? Why were the X-Men kidnapped? I literally don't understand <laughs> this episode. Like from a base perspective, I'm like, why couldn't Logan have done this without the X-Men even being involved? You know what I mean? Like they don't really need to be there. At all. Right. I, I agree. Okay. Well, Maddie, do you want to explain to me this final conversation between Mariko and Logan? Because I know it's her favorite <sighs> part of the episode. It's my favorite part. So Logan turns to Mariko, who's just fucking standing there. And, and he's like, what happens now? And Mariko's like, my husband will be driven from the Yakuza in shame. They'll never admit him again. And Logan's like, what about you? And she's like, he's still my husband. I swore an oath of loyalty to him and I'll keep it. And Logan is like, why did you choose him and not me? And Mariko's like, if I'd chosen you, our lives would have ended that day. Which to which I'm like, Mariko, his life wouldn't have ended. Logan can't die. <laughs> you probably would have been killed. But Logan actually can't die, and you don't know that. Anyway, she continues. 
The Yakuza awaited my decision with drawn swords. Do you not see? Marrying him was the only honorable thing I could do, even if it meant keeping us forever apart. And then she starts to leave and Logan goes, Mariko, I could have freed you. If I'd have finished him off, then... And she goes, then you wouldn't have been the man I love. Goodbye, Logan. Credits. Goodbye. Stupidest shit in the universe. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, okay, the Yakuza were going to kill Mariko and Logan if Harada didn't get to marry Mariko, except... Logan could have just killed all those guys. Yeah. I thought this episode was bad, Maddie. <laughs> this is a fucking zero. I don't know. It's a one. I hate this episode. It's a episode. one out of five X's. It's, it's easily a one. It's offensive in every way. And I think it's boring. I feel like its biggest crime is that it's boring. Okay, well, I, I before we say it's offensive in every way, I would like to know that, <laughs> like, if somebody that was actually Japanese, did they like this? Did they find it offensive? They probably did. But if they, I'm not going to make that judgment. I'm not Japanese. But I Fair can tell enough. you that it seemed very uncomfortable in the way that they wrote it. I, I will say, I have read the comics that these are based on. Those comics do have some problems. Not as much as this episode. I think the comics give Mariko more agency in her relationship with Logan, she is the person who makes some decisions and she kind of is like doing some things for the sake of her family and some things for the sake of herself. And it's just more interesting. I mean, of course, Logan and Mariko end up together, at least briefly. Yeah. Doesn't work out. But you know what? That's fucking Logan. That's not Mariko's fault. That's just like, that's <laughs> like, like Logan's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I don't like that this is how this ends. Like Mariko. I don't like that. Okay, I agree. And kind of going back to what I said earlier and you rebuttal on is that yeah i think it needed to end with her leaving him if they're gonna show like an abusive relationship or he needs to be in jail or something i don't know right and and she keeps on being like oh i'm gonna stay with the person abusing me okay yeah she says that throughout the episode i believe that uh, you know i've been in an abusive relationship before i've talked about it publicly at this point you know i'm writing a book about it but also like i'm so far past that i can see the perspective on it and also i know people that have also experienced this you kind of you often feel like you can't get out and that part Mm -hmm. i believe but the end of this episode needed to be but you can get out of that there's always a way out of that yeah there needs to be something like that even if they don't show it on this show and they were planning to return to it later i feel like logan or some character needed to be like it's not honorable for him to be abusing you Right. I, d- I thought it was crappy for them to have that be the ending for her. Yeah. And like, that's like Mariko's story point in this. That she's like, I'm here to be an object between these two men. Like, that's literally it. Yeah. And I think that's what's making you truly bonkers that she doesn't even have a personality. She's just there as an object that they're fighting over. And that's it. And like, it doesn't matter to her what happens to her because she's like, well, either way, I have to be with one of these men. And like, that's just how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it though? I I don't know. There's so many things that I disliked about this episode. Even if we took out all that shit, the pacing is fucking boring, man. It's like it's 15 minutes it's of so sword boring. fighting. It's like it's legit hard to pay attention to this episode. Like it is hard to focus on it. If we did like more of Rogue doing this Matrix thing where she was downloading people's brains into her own brain by touching them, and then she'd be like, "Nah, I know all the samurai shit." I'd be like, "I'd be down for watching this. This seems fun." removing her from the episode was the biggest mistake and i know that they removed her so logan could have this fight with the silver samurai and like you know if she was there she'd probably want to fight with him but you know they could have just had her be there i agree screaming this doesn't make any sense as the the yakuza leader would have been like all right 
you two have to fight and there can be no interventions or else like it's over, you know? I mean, I feel like that's kind of an interesting way to fix the episode, honestly. Like, here's how I would fix it. I would have the beginning of the episode be like Logan gets back to the X-Mansion and in his bedroom, there's like this creepy note from Harada where he's like, we need a rematch and I'll explain why when you get here. And Logan is like, oh shit, okay. And then Rogue follows him. The X-Men don't need to get kidnapped. They don't need to be involved. Yeah, actually, that's a good point because how many times does Logan leave this TV show to go deal with this? He constantly does. And and Rogue has a huge motivation to follow him. She's already mad at him. Right. So she follows him because she's like, why are you abandoning the team? And Logan can keep dodging the question and be like, I have unfinished business. I don't want to endanger the team. So I'm not going to tell them what's going on. And I'm not going to tell you either. You need to leave. It's not safe, blah, blah. And Rogue can just keep following him being like, no, I want to know what's going on. And then she still overhears the same conversations between Logan and Mariko. And this time Rogue can weigh in with her like American feminist perspective and be like clueless in her own way and be like, I don't understand why Mariko's doing this. And Logan can be like, well, you don't understand, you know, these traditions. And Rogue can be like, well, okay, sure, maybe that's the case, but like, I don't agree with it either way. Yeah. And then when the fight happens between Logan and Harada, which by the way, I don't think we need the flashback at all. I don't think that should even happen. Yeah. I just don't think you need it. I think it's more interesting to tell it through modern dialogue and have Harada be the character who tells his own version of the fight and Logan tells his version of the fight or whatever. And Rogue is kind of like, oh, this is just a fucking stupid exes thing. And I also think Mariko should be able to fight herself and that that should be a piece of it. I think the abusive relationship can stay. That's tragically realistic. And this is a more adult show. So you can keep that. But I also think Mariko needs to be a character who has some agency in this. And like in the Wolverine movie and the comics, she is the one who's like, I want to carry on my family name and like take over the company or the criminal enterprise or whatever you want to have her take over. She needs to be the person who's like, I'm in charge. And I've chosen to marry Harada for his family connections, but there's no love there. And like, that's why we have to do this is because we're just trying to like erase this piece of his past or whatever. And then by the end of the episode, she needs to realize like, this guy's dishonoring my family, you know? Like she needs to have some type of arc as well. And Rogue can like watch this and be like, well, I don't really understand this cultural stuff, but I'm glad that Mariko's safe. And Logan can be like, why didn't she want to be with me? And Rogue can be like, you're fucking stupid, dude. And then they can go home. (laughs) Yeah, there you like, go. You fixed honestly, it. You fixed I mean, the I don't know. I there it could use some finessing, of course. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's it's um got more plot lines that are like the comics. It's been ages since I read them, so I don't remember all of it. But remember, actually, in the animated series, they didn't have Mariko on that, but they did have the Silver Samurai. They had some other Japanese woman that Logan then was making. Well, out yeah, with. they had Lady Deathstrike, who was Mariko. Remember. She wasn't literally Mariko, but do you remember oh, she was? No, you're right. I, no, I remember, but I'm thinking of two different episodes because there's an episode with Silver Samurai where Jubilee goes with Logan oh, to Japan, right. and that and whole then they time they do invent another woman who also isn't Mariko. You're right. I've totally forgot about like, that. Like was kind of the stand-in for her because they had already mixed that up with Lady Deathstrike, right? And Jubilee kind of plays the rogue character except she's there the whole time being like logan this makes no sense that's <laughs> kind of like the vibe that jubilee goes off on that episode so you yes. just kind of like quoted i think you pulled up some memories from watching that three years ago probably <laughs> yeah because i think at the end of that episode it, it has a similar ending where all the characters are like 
kind of thanks for the help, Logan, but kind of no thanks. Like, we kind of figured it out on our own. Bye. I mean, it was also X-Men, the animated series. They left America and went to rural Japan. So that was the thing that happened. And there was like the motorcycle gang with the Silver yeah. Samurai. And that they was were very like, 90s. we're going to fight these guys. That would probably make the episode better if there was like just endless ninjas on motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do we have a Who's That X-Men or no? We do. Very short. Are you ready? I am ready. Who's That X-Men? We're here to talk about Mardiko because I feel Yay! like it's time to explain who she is. It's actually very short, but um, Mardiko in the comic books does share some similarities with Wolverine the X-Men's version of her, but they kind of dumped her down a lot. And I think the movie is probably the most generous version of her, so... Mm -hmm. This is going to pull from this because we obviously didn't do a spotlight with the movies. We don't do that because the movies are way too long for us to be doing spotlights. So let's just talk about her for a quick sec. So she was created by Chris Claremont and John Byrne for the issue of Uncanny X-Men number 118. And John Byrne said that Mariko was based on Lady Toto Mariko from the 1975 novel Shogun. So like she's not even like an original character to Marvel. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mariko is the daughter of Shingen Yoshida and the half-sister of Kenichio Harada. She is also the cousin of Sunfire and Sunfire and the aunt of Shingen Harada. This is going to get confusing fast because there's like 20 fucking people named Harada in this. And it's like so much. Anyway. We ran into this when we were reviewing the Wolverine movie too. We where we I was so like, there's confused. three separate characters who've each been the Silver Samurai at various points. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Mariko met the X-Men when Japan was being blackmailed by the terrorist Moses Magnum. She encountered Wolverine and immediately they started visiting each other to fuck. Ooh. Mariko was married by Shingen to the Yakuza gang leader Noburo, who solidified her father's connections to the Japanese underworld. Like, So that was why they were marrying. Mm -hmm. And she was subjected to domestic abuse by Noburu. Right. This was in the movie, actually. They did have that. Both her dad and her husband were being awful to her. Yeah. I did vaguely remember this from the comics, too. Yes. And I was like, doesn't right. isn't she in an abusive relationship? Because it's like for the sake of family connections and then yes. she kind of gets out of it somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but although in the movie we get that wonderful moment where Logan dangles him out the window and throws him at it and he lands in the pool and Yukio's like, how did you know there was a pool down there? And he's like, I did it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty right. wonderful. Uh, Mariko was later used by him to trick Wolverine into participating in an assassination of one of their rivals. This was to make Mariko disgusted with Logan, especially when he went berserk on them. But she realized her father was the one that was being evil. So Mariko planned to kill her father and then kill herself, uh, which she does do in the movie. She does try to kill herself. Mm -hmm. But Logan instead kills her father in a fair bottle of honor. Back to this again. Yep. Logan was convinced that Mariko would be honor bound to kill him and prepared to die at her hands. Just, uh, Logan, stop doing this. You are not going to die. <laughs> but Mariko explained her opinions <laughs> of her father and instead presented Logan with the family katana as a token of her approval as a man honorable to carry it. Why didn't they just adapt this storyline? This is already I more interesting. Know. That's why I was getting really annoyed. I was like, there's a katana story that actually makes sense. Anyway, when Mariko's father died, she became the head of the Yakuza crime family, Clan Yoshida. Yep. That does happen at the end of the Wolverine. Yeah. Mariko and Logan then get engaged, but Mastermind halts the wedding by making Mariko change her mind, leaving Logan crying at the altar. <laughs> this is one of my favorite comics. I have a copy of it because there's so much that happens in it. Like, it's the same episode 
Sorry, it's the same issue that Storm cuts her hair. She's dating Yukio. Wouldn't you cut your hair for Yukio? I know I would. Yeah, I know I would too. Then this is the same issue where Cyclops brings Melon prior to the wedding. He's like, hey, everybody, this is my girlfriend, Madeline. And everyone's like, uh, why does she look exactly <laughs> like Jean Grey? Like, there's just yep. so much. There's so much. Normal stuff. Everybody's being extremely normal and themselves. Yeah, there's something that goes on between Logan and Rogue. Like, Logan's training Rogue because she just joined the X-Men. It's... It's a pretty packed issue. So anyway, so after Master Melanie loses control of her, Mariko and Logan resume the relationship, but do not reconsider marriage. After the secret wars, the X-Men wind up in Japan where a young girl, Amiko, loses her mother when a building collapses on her. The dying mother begs Wolverine to take care of her daughter. So Wolverine is terrible at taking care of children and instead bringing Amiko to Mariko, who adopts her and becomes her surrogate mother. Uh, Mariko was later poisoned with the toxins from a blowfish by the assassin Raiko, who was in the employ of her rival, Matsuo. Mariko begs Logan to kill her and preserve her honor. So he does. He kills her and vows to avenge Mariko by severing parts of Matsuo's body once a year on the anniversary of her death. Very saber-tooth of him. Uh, you know, they have a lot in common that they don't want to admit. We love anniversaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, birthdays even. Yeah, exactly. So when Logan was captured by the devil and taken to hell where he was butt-fucking Logan for days, in order to make Logan comply with this, he held Mariko's soul for her criminal activities in the Yoshida clan captive. And Wolverine was eventually rescued by Puck and Thomas Logan. And Logan intended to take Mariko alongside him, but she asked to be left behind. Um, then later on... Old Man Logan came to the present day. Yes, that's correct. That happened for a while. It was during the, the tail end of Marvel Comics doing stupid shit with the X-Men, mm-hmm. uh, where he fought a woman named the Scarlet Samurai, a.k.a. Ada Wan, who is Mariko resurrected by the hand to serve as their weapon. With help from Logan, nanites were used to free Mariko from the hand's control. When Old Man Logan prepared to return to his own timeline, he asked Mariko to keep an eye on the girl that would be his wife in his own timeline like logan really (laughs) uh and that's that's her whole her whole history right there and obviously we will see her once again in the wolverine anime along with all these characters it's basically the wolverine movie but in anime form i'm kind of excited for that now maybe it will be better than i think it is i actually enjoyed the wolverine movie though pretty well i I mean the end of it was insane but it, it had a lot of fun parts there's so many characters in the wolverine anime but there is Wolverine, Mariko, Yukio, Shingen, Hideki, uh, Kikyo, and then a bunch of characters I don't know. Omega Red's in it, apparently. Ooh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It, so I think we'll have a good time with that, honestly. I do, too. I'm, I'm not actually that worried about having a good time with that. Yep. I am kind of worried about us having a good time with who's gay <laughs> on this episode. The X-Men Well, the answer I feel like is actually Silver Samurai suppressing his homosexuality and abusing his wife instead. But this obsession with Logan is like a little much, honestly. It is. I mean, it is. It's also like, why does anybody even know that this fight happened? No one was there. No. And even Rogue points out, she's like, well, he got the girl. Why does he still want you? And Logan's like, uh, no reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's very odd. I mean, I guess you could sort of interpret it as not being uh, homoerotic so much just as like a machismo thing, you know, where he's like, well, this is the one guy who beat me and I'm obsessed with him for that reason. And years have gone by, but I'm just still obsessed with him. I guess so. But I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I just I... I feel like he's so evil in this episode that it's like very sad for him to be also interpreted as a homoerotic character because it's just like, fuck this guy. You know, I, I agree. I don't want to interpret it that way, but I do think that it's a possibility that his homosexuality has just been buried deep down so much that the way that he's dealing with it is by hurting other people Mm -hmm. and like still obsessing over Logan, the one and only. Yeah, right. Can't forget about Logan. Yeah, well, nobody can. <laughs> Logan, except for Logan. Logan forgets who Logan is. I know. I know. I mean, there's that. And then it, there's also like all the ninja clans. And I mean, it's The ninjas not, were definitely gay. The ninjas are all gay. I'm just going to say they're all gay. Coding, that's as far as we got. Like, it's not really yeah, generous. There's not, to, there's not really that much else. I mean, it's also like this episode. There's almost nothing in it. It didn't take us long to recap it because almost nothing actually happens in it. Like, it's it's sword fights. And that's it. So it's it's kind of hard to analyze anything in it. Okay, we're still underneath the hour mark and we did a character spotlight. I know. That's that's what tells you that nothing happened in this episode. You can skip this episode. It literally has no bearing <laughs> on the rest of the TV show. Like there's no it previously really doesn't. on. It's like this. We need to come up with a skip list for this show when we're done with it because I really think that it's possible to enjoy Wolverine and the X-Men a hell of a lot more than you and I did. <laughs> like, really. Well, I think if you skip all the episodes that are about Wolverine going off and doing something else entirely, yep. then you're good. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you skip the Weapon X episode, you skip this one, you skip uh, Hulk versus Wolverine. Sorry to the people who liked it, but it just doesn't need to be on this show. No, it like doesn't. it just doesn't need to be there. I mean, if you skip those episodes, the show's a lot more enjoyable in pretty much every way. I, I just, it's, it sucks that we had to watch them. Um, speaking of, I didn't actually look up the next week's episode. What is it? Oh, well, the next episode is called Backlash, and I'm pretty sure we are now in the home stretch of the final eight or nine I think episodes, you're right. and they. They are no longer going off on side journeys. It's just yeah, going to be I think like this one... was the last side journey. And from now on, it's it's home free. Nothing but plot points. Jean Grey is going to come back. Uh, yeah, maybe too many plot points, yeah, I would argue. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, do you like the, how they took a break from that? Like Jean Grey woke up and then suddenly Logan's like, hold on. Gotta go battle my ex from Japan. Gotta it's like, go what? date Mariko and Mystique and like six other people real quick. It's so boring. It is. So bad. So we can wrap this episode up and give you guys all a shorty. Thanks for coming back and listening to us after we took a week off so I could heal my voice from blood curdling screams. Yeah, Ryan's going to stop trying to scream on roller coasters all the time. That's something he's going to try doing. I'm just trying to stop screaming all the time and take better care of my throat because I ripped it up and it started bleeding. And Mm -hmm. everyone's like, "Mm." oh, (laughs) it's so funny. I come back from the ER and I'm like, yeah. They can't figure out why this happened. And like literally all my friends and family were like, stop screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ryan's going to work on that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, if you want to support us, uh, please, please head to mutantages.com and you will find so many different places that you can follow us and check us out. See all of our good, good shit. You can send That's us an right. email at themutantages at gmail.com. You can join our Discord server, chat about episodes in the X-Men and all kinds of stuff. We've got a link on the right-hand side of our website. And we have a voicemail that you can call, uh, 
319-1668. And you can leave us a message. Tell us what you think about this episode. Tell us what you think about Mariko as a character. Would genuinely love to hear disagreement on this. I am happy to be wrong. Um, and also we have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760, where people send us all kinds of things. Hopefully we're getting some postcards. We have definitely requested that, among other yes. things. And um, we're all over social media, too. You can you can tweet at us. You can post on our Facebook wall. You can comment on our Instagram posts. You can follow us on TikTok, Pinterest. I don't know. I think that's everything. Um, and we're individually on those platforms, too. I'm at Biddy Myers. How about you, Ryan? I am Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram, on the Insta Insta. I'm also Ryan Pagella on Twitch, and I love it when our listeners pop in and watch me play Dead by Daylight or Kingdom Hearts. Kirby. We're playing Kirby. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is kind of the main jam over there. So you can always, pretty much anything that I quote on this TV show, I go and play on Twitch, on this TV show, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. People aren't watching this podcast, they're listening to it, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also catch me on YouTube at Ryan Pagella. I do theme park vlogs over there. It's always a good time. But no more but more screaming. Importantly, no more screaming no more on screaming. roller coasters anymore. No more screaming. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, uh, you can go to the YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages where we do parody videos and we play all the video games over there that are X-Men related and read old unproduced X-Men screenplays. Sometimes I match up clips from this episode with clips from the TV shows and let you see it become animated. Mutant Ages, the animated series. Mm-hmm. So it's always a good time. It is always a good time. There's a pretty good Cyclops video that takes some clips from Excessive Force and uh, oh my God. it's hilarious. Uh, it's good. We need more episodes like that one. Seriously. Well, maybe we'll get some in the last few eps of this show. Or we'll maybe just get some good serious episodes. I think Mr. Sinister comes back and he puts in Archangel's Metal Wings instead of Apocalypse. Ooh. Weird. And like butt fucks him in the process. I'm just glad to see Warren come back. I feel like it's been ages since we've even seen him. And you know what? They introduce characters on the show all the time and then we don't see them for like the rest of the show. Yep. Anywho, uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, We just recorded an episode, a bonus episode on there about the movie Nope, Jordan Peele's Nope. We we really enjoyed it and dug deep into it, but there's so many other bonus episodes on there. Usually we do superhero films, but clearly now we will also talk about sci-fi we've watched and enjoyed. Right. Uh, So please consider backing the Patreon at whatever level you can afford. And our highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. They do. Um... I don't even know what voice to do right now. It's fine. I, feel, I like it's uh, AI. We don't need to. You know what? This week we're going to skip voices because there was nothing interesting in this episode. So Samuel B, Soren B, Zach S, you get a, a shout out from Snapshot. Oops, I accidentally took a bunch of bad pictures of all of you. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for being our top tier Patreon supporters. Next week you'll get an actual voice if there's a character on the episode who's actually interesting. <laughs> yeah, good shit. Um, so we also have a store. I usually include a link to the store in every episode description so you can go buy a t-shirt or a tote bag or mask or whatever you want. And also, if you cannot afford to support the show in those wonderful, wonderful ways, we understand. And we do hope, however, that you will leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice or a star rating or whatever, or just share a link to the show with your friends. Tell them you like it. Tell them to listen. Yeah. That's how people find the show. Tell them that we're just wonderful in every single way. And we'll be like, yeah, we know. No, just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we know. We already know. <laughs> well... We'll be back next week because Ryan is going to stop screaming. So we'll be back. 
at the, the yes. same time, same same place, same X time, same X place. With some backlash. With backlash. And until then, we'll see you X time. See you X time. The Mutant Agents.